Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of the StayMarriedFlorida.com podcast and video, video interview s- series. I'm here today with um, Ginny Adano, a psychotherapist and relationship coach um, in Delray Beach, Boca Raton, Florida, and also in Bergen County, New Jersey. Uh, welcome to the show, Gianni. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and it's Gianni Adamo, and I am a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Florida, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of New Jersey. Um, well, I guess let me start off with this. Um, our The topic of our show is um, intimacy and improving intimacy among couples. Um, as a licensed uh, psychotherapist um, and mental health counselor and relationship coach, um, you know, is this something that you uh, specialize in working with people on? I specialize in love and marriage for singles and couples who desire a safe and intimate relationship. And I actually kind of segment that for the singles who are looking to, to live authentically and to attract someone that will be compatible for them, that they can create a lifelong relationship, a marriage. I help those individuals really get grounded in their values, their mission in life, where they're headed. Uh, what a compatible relationship really is looks like for them. With the married or the couples, I work with them on a lot of the communication skills, communi- uh, intimacy building skills, conflict resolution skills, everything that they need to address whatever conflicts um, they have not been able to resolve on their own and to increase their bond and their understanding and love of one another. I also work with the divorcees. Obviously, <laughs> as you know, the, um, this is your industry. And also, it's, it's a reality in our you know, modern world that, unfortunately, some of these marriages will not last the, the distance. So with the divorcees, I assist them to really heal and recover, to stabilize after especially a long-term marriage where your whole world turns upside down. So I, I assist them to really um, get connected again with who they truly are and where they're going and to kind of just create a new healthy path for themselves. Understanding. I guess as it relates to your work with uh, couples, whether they're married um, or just uh, two people in a long-term committed relationship, um, what do you find as being um, some of the, the bigger challenges that the couples face? One of the areas of work that I do with my couples is intimacy work. And basically this is a challenge for both singles and couples. Intimacy is a really tough thing. It's something we want, we hate it, we need it, we don't want it, we have this hate-love relationship with intimacy. We, it's like we're drawn to it and then we run like heck. <laughs> so here, there's a lot of challenges for both the singles and the couples to be able to stabilize in this area of intimacy um, so that it can flourish for them and truly stay safe for them. I guess before we go you know, all too much further, when we're talking about intimacy, what, what exactly is that? Great question, Chris. Let's define intimacy because intimacy can be so many things to so many different people. We're going to define it as to know and be known. Okay? And there are two aspects of intimacy to be to know and to be known. And those are at the emotional level, and that's when you feel really, really close to someone, that that moment where you're feeling like one, when you can just exhale and ah. You're like in that present moment, connected with this individual. It's almost like they can read your mind. You can read theirs. It's seamless. It's, it's just like the most amazing experience 
when you're on the telephone or whenever you're speaking to these people, because this happens a lot in the early part of a relationship, you look up at the time and it's been like three hours and you can't believe it. It was like three hours on that phone call. That's part of that emotional intimacy, okay? The second aspect of intimacy is your physical sexual intimacy, and that's the aspect of, once again, knowing someone and allowing them to know you as well. So that's what we mean when, we, when I refer to intimacy. All right. All right. Are there types of intimacy that, that people have um, with each other? Um, I mean, can people fall into intimacy? How, how does it work from your point of view? There are different um, statuses or planes that people do fall into intimacy. One of them is called pseudo-intimacy. Pseudo-intimacy usually are for individuals who value long-term relationships. They usually value marriage. They're very interested in finding a lifelong partner or they have committed already to a relationship. However, they have this core around them or shell that their partner cannot get through. These people have usually very good behaviors, meaning like they could be very loyal to the relationship, they work really hard, you know, they really try to make their, their partner happy, but there's a disconnect because there's like this shell. And basically, no one can pierce the shell. They, part of the problem is they don't like being too vulnerable. <laughs> so part of my work there is allowing them to feel safe so that they can ultimately release that wall, release the shell, and be transparent and be able to connect with their partner. So that's one category or one status of intimacy that people fall into, which I see a lot here. Uh, because those people already are committed or want to be committed, so they, but there's a disconnect. So I help them to connect. The other category that's also very common is called merger. A lot of women, this was developed specifically for women because after the studies were run, they realized that a lot of the women don't fall in the pseudo-intimate category, even though a lot of men were falling there. The women fall into a merger category, which means they lose themselves. Um, not uncommon. They lose themselves. They prioritize the relationship. It's like their number one thing, which is innate to us. We're nurturers. So we want to know that everybody that we love, including our husband or our mates, our loved one, you know, like their needs are being taken care of, and we are selfless, which is beautiful. But unfortunately, we don't have very good boundaries, and we don't know how to balance our own life, our own needs, our own interests, our own things that make us happy. And what happens when you are in that merger category, you have basically abandoned your own needs and believe that the only source of happiness is going to come out of your marriage or your husband, and you put too much emphasis on him making you happy, and ultimately he can't because happiness comes from within, so part of my work there is to do a lot of empowerment work with the women who fall into the merger category to empower them to really say what they really want, what they really need, what they truly are feeling, to have a real sense of self independent of the marriage or independent of their relationship. So when it comes to the people that, um, or the, I guess, individuals really that have the pseudo-intimacy issues, how, how do you... How do you break down the wall? I mean, I, I guess you could probably go on for hours or sessions on this, but do you have any, you know, off the bat good good tips on that? You know, the truth is, I make them feel safe. That's it. I, I create the space for them here, whether it's through Skype, here face-to-face -face in my office where we are sitting right now, on the phone. 
I allow them to feel safe and understood. And that's really the key. Individuals need to feel safe, they need to feel understood, they need to be respected. When they have these pieces, then it's easier for them to start slowly to opening up that door and walking out of their shell. How about for the, the, the merger intimacy type issues that I, I guess you're saying is typically found more with the women? I mean, how, how, do, how do they start, I guess, to um, get over those things? They need to find a sense of self. We need to find a sense of self, independent of our marriages or our relationships. And that's really the key for them. And that's a lot of empowering work because it doesn't come natural for us. What comes natural for us is to keep giving and keep accommodating, keep like letting go and forgetting about us, and keep tending to the nurturing needs of the family. Now, are there things that uh, people or, I guess, couples when they're in a relationship with each other do that uh, block intimacy or, or impede their progress with it? Send that question again to me, please. I didn't I, I get guess, that. I guess in terms of... Uh, couples are are there things people do that uh, block or inhibit intimacy? Oh, good <laughs> I imagine. Question. I guess are there? Uh, what are they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are they? Is the question. Oh my gosh! Yes, this is um, something that we all need to be. Ch we need to check ourselves here. And this is basically a lot of the things that will be common sense to you as I say them. But defensiveness blocks intimacy. If you cannot hear your partner bring you a complaint. Not that the person should be complaining to you 24-7 because no one can handle that. But once in a blue moon, you know, you can't handle a complaint or a negative statement and you have to be constantly taking it personal and defending yourself. That's a problem there. You're not allowing yourself to be a safe partner for your mate or your loved one. Blame. The blame game never works. It's another, you're deflecting responsibility and accountability. You cannot have a healthy relationship if you cannot be responsible to your actions, responsible and accountable to someone, to your mate, and your, and your behaviors. Sometimes you hit the mark and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we screw it all up and we can't blame anybody. We just need to say, you know what, you're right. So defensiveness, blame, judgments, before we pass judgment, it's better that we ask a question or two so we can make sure we understand the situation. Sometimes we're missing some pieces of the puzzle um, before passing judgment on another human being. Um, what else? There, there's like five or six of them which all fall under that whole you know, defensiveness, blaming, judging, criticizing um, that creates a shell around you and you are not allowing yourself to be seen, to be visible, to be vulnerable, and you're definitely not allowing yourself to be, in the, excuse me, to be accountable to your partner. Let me ask you this, and it, it kind of relates to um, something I see in my practice uh, from time to time, and that's when people will have, you know, a event of trauma in their relationship. Sometimes it's an affair, sometimes it's just a, a major argument, and, you know, at that point in time, I would say they're... Uh, you know, their intimacy is about zero. Um, when, when couples are at that point and they try to make the decision, hey, I mean, let's try to make this work. Let's try to restore um, our relationship and our intimacy with each other. Um, you know, are, do you have any good uh, tips on you know, good ways to start with that? 
Okay, when it comes to intimacies, there are the three C's of intimacies. And the first one is closeness. Closeness, closeness is basically allowing yourself to be visible and vulnerable, which means for couples who are like now in a lockdown and they're head to head and they may be thinking about talking to you, they, you're right, they are very low on intimacy, which means they're not allowing themselves to be vulnerable or visible anymore to their partner. They're usually communicating out of anger and frustration and a lot of bitterness and perhaps even resentment. All of those R's need to disappear in their relationships. They need to disappear. The resentment, the anger, the bitterness, anything in that category needs to be worked on in therapy or with someone who can assist them and coach them through this. But all of that has to go in the name of love because if the relationship is going to thrive, all of that is only going to continue to destroy and tank the relationship. The second C is communication. You need to be able to communicate your wants, your needs, and your feelings with something else called understanding. If we cannot communicate our wants, needs, or feelings, and there are many people who can't, by the way, so I teach them on how to do that, but the other piece is providing understanding, which creates the bridge to the other human being that you're connected with and that you value, hopefully, in your life. So we need those little ingredients to make communication effective. And the third C is commitment. <laughs> you cannot do anything in life unless you have commitment to it. Because if not, you're just trying things and letting it, you know, let the breeze take it or whatever. It's gone with the winds. If you want to do anything in your life, whether it's a career path that you're committed to or a sports that you are engaging in and you want to be in the Olympics, you have to commit to the regimen, to the schedule, to the training, to the hard work. Um, to persevering, to even doing this in the middle of winter. How many athletes get up at 5 o'clock in the morning? Most of them do. In the dead of winter, to go, um, to go practice their sport, to go train. Like, who else would want to do that? No one, unless you're committed. <laughs> I got you there. Well, you know, we're getting up a little bit close to the end of the time we had set aside for this, but if you were to, to try to summarize um, and, and pick, um, you know, a most important thing that uh, people listening to this or watching uh, this should know about intimacy, what, what would that be? That would probably be having a strong sense of self combined with a lot of respect for self and respect for others and having a sense of care and appreciation for yourself and others. So once again, it's like the golden rule, you know, treat yourself as you would want to be treated or treat them as they want to be treated. But again, it's, it's all... It's all in a way, the way we honor ourselves and honor, and honor the other human being in our life or the other human beings in, around us. So it comes back to us. Gotcha. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, speak with me today and to um, explain all of this. I know we're just hitting the very, very tip of the iceberg on a, a you know, a very interesting and uh, complex uh, subject. Um, if people want to try to get in touch with you to learn um, more about uh, your knowledge on this, how do they do it? Maybe uh, lay it out for the people watching and listening to this. That would be through our traditional ways. They could pick up the phone and call me. My number is 954-495-4566. They could email me at Gianni, that's J-I-A-N-N-Y, at fearlesslove.net. Or they can go to my website um, and contact me through there, and that's fearlesslove.net. 
For more information about StayMarriedFlorida.com, uh, go right to the website, www.StayMarriedFlorida.com. To reach divorce and family law attorney Christopher Bruce, call 561-844-1200 or email him at cbruce at nugentlawfirm.com.